When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. We're in pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is April 11th. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Bryce Elder, 6.1 innings, 0 to run, 6 hits, 1 walk, and 7 strikeouts as he went uh, against the Reds in Atlanta. And guess what? Now he gets to Kansas City next. That's a good stream. It's all a good stream. Lots of strikes um, with Elder on the slider, and then the sinker was good. And yeah, I mean, he's not exceptional. You don't really feel like, don't feel like you really need to hold on to this. He likely gets ousted once Max Fried returns, and uh, Atlanta has their full rotation, but this is fine. This is all very, very, very fine. Uh, Zach Gallen against the Brewers, seven innings, zero in runs, three hits, one walk, and 11 strikeouts, 41% CSW for a King Cole there. Oh, it's so nice to have you back, Zach Gallen. He did get away with a little bit. Some called strikes were in his favor. He had 17 whiffs, though, and this feels so much better with low changeups and curveballs um, and fastballs doing their thing in the zone. It's it's Zach Gallen is, is all good, and I'm so happy to see it. Max Scherzer, thank you so much. Five innings, zero runs, one hit, three walks, six Ks. Ace is going to ace. Three walks are kind of weird, and a slider is just four whiffs, but it's fine. We're good. Everything's all right there. Andrew Heaney, oh boy, against the Royals. Got the win. Five innings, zero runs, two hits, two walks, 10 strikeouts, 19 whiffs for a Gallows Bowl. Now, I do want to mention 93 pitches for five innings isn't ideal. That That's a little too much. We want him to get 93 pitches through six and have these strikeouts. He's still a little inefficient, just a touch, but he's still getting wonderful whiffs, and that's that's the Heaney we know, right? Not the one against Baltimore last week. This is the actual guy. I hope you didn't drop him. I didn't endorse that. You didn't, you didn't do that. Of course not. You're holding on to Heaney now. He is a little bit of a cherry bomb, and we don't really know if he's more of the other start or if he's more of this, but this is obviously a good thing to see. Nick Pavetta, five innings, zero in runs, three hits, two walks, and six strikeouts. This is good stuff. The curve won 42% CSW against the Rays. Fastball's at 95, which is what we want to see. I just don't really trust that Nick Pavetta is removed from being a cherry bomb. We just, we know that's who he is. And I can't, I just can't jump in. I Good luck if you do. Matt Strom, five innings, zero in runs, four hits, one walk, six Ks. This was P.L. Bot's stream of the day, and it worked out. He got a win. Just 59 pitches, though. And we do not think that Max Strom is going to be pushed out to be 75 pitches, 80 pitches soon. I just I don't really think that's going to happen. But maybe it does for Matt Strom. He gets the Reds and Cincy next time, we're not going to do that. Jalen Beeks was the, uh, the opener for Josh Fleming against Boston. And Josh Fleming went four innings, zero and runs, one hit, zero walks, and five Ks. He didn't vulture a win as it was a 0-0 game, but of course the Rays ultimately won because they cannot lose at this moment. But yeah, you don't want to be going after Josh Fleming. Maybe you want to be really sneaky trying to get a win in the future. I'm glad that he won 5Ks in this, but like, this isn't it. He goes against the Jays next. Don't do this. 
Um, Kyle Gibson against Oakland was a stream pick of the day on my end. And what do you know? 6.1 innings, 1 run, 5 hits, 3 walks, 4 Ks. That works for me. Got the win against Oakland. He was not his best self whatsoever. The changeup that was filthy last time out did not earn a single CSW in 11th throw. And he did, you know, have 6 balls in play, but 2 of those were hits. So not good. Uh, the sinker and forest seamer combined for 1 over 45 whiffs. I mean, the slider is good. And that was really what saved him in this one. It's nice to see that. Hopefully the other stuff comes together as he goes against the White Suns and Tigers, and maybe that works. I mean, he gets the Tigers twice in a row as well. You might just want to hold on for those three. Um, the White Sox are likely going to be out with, uh, without Tim Anderson or Eloy Jimenez, so that could be worth your while. Julio Urias against the Giants. Six innings, one run, four hits, two walks, eight Ks. He's good. He's a good pitcher. Uh, four seamers at 93, earned himself a 38% CSW. The changeup had a 64% strike rate. And the curve is amazing. Uh, so you keep starting Julio Urias. Ace is going to ace. Drew Smiley was a surprise. Five innings, one run, two hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. The hook had a 39% CSW. The sinker stayed upstairs and didn't get rocked. Is this it? Is this the stretch we're going to see from Drew Smiley that matches last year's second half? Probably not because it's the Dodgers and then the Dodgers and then the Padres. Not going to do that. Dylan Cease against the Twins. Five innings, one run, three hits, two walks, six Ks. Ace is going to ace. He's looking good. I really hope that I become one of those guys that just leans in on saying, you know what, I was wrong about Cease. He is a changed man. The fastball curveball are well commanded consistently. I really hope that's the case. But it was 98 pitches in five innings. Still not totally efficient. Domingo Herman against the Guardians. Five walks and zero Ks in three innings. How am I going to butter my bread with this? I do wonder... If Johnny Brito beats out Domingo Herman in the rotation when it comes time for the Yankees to say, you know what, we have Carlos Rodon and Luis Severino back, and we only have one spot left in this rotation, Clark Schmidt and Domingo Herman and Brito. I kind of hope so, because I think Brito works. And Herman is a little inconsistent. The curve is still kind of good, and the fastball and changeup aren't really. I think you can move on from Herman and Schmidt, and Johnny Brito is kind of the guy to roster right now. We'll see. Framber Valdez. Seven innings, two and runs, three hits, five walks, five Ks. He cannot have a whip of one in a in a start. He just can't do it. This is eight in seven innings. <laughs> eight base runners in seven innings. Even against the Pirates, he got the win. I mean, it's all fine. It's just, why, why do you have to have five walks? Shane Bieber against the Yankees. Got the win. Seven innings, two and runs, five hits, three walks, four Ks. Shane Bieber is still under 91 miles per hour on the fastball. The cutter is not a whiff pitch. It's more of just, hey, I'm going to use this instead of the fastball to get called strikes. And then the slider has to do everything else. So this works. It's just likely not a 25% plus strikeout rate for Shane Bieber. And that's okay. We just kind of need to accept that. Um, There are a lot of other pitchers to talk about from yesterday's games. And of course, as always, today's and tomorrow's streamers. And we're going to talk about all of those after this break. Sometimes it can feel like food has an emotional control over you. Well, it's time to show your food who's boss with Noom. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? 
You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Start taking control of your weight management and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Luis Castillo, six innings, two and runs, six hits, two walks, five Ks. Ace is going to ace. It wasn't Chicago in Wrigley, and that's probably why the whip was 133. He's not good in cold weather. We know this. And uh, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't the coldest, but it wasn't warm in Chicago yesterday. So, yeah, Luis Castillo, telling you. Also, once, one of these days, one of these days, Luis Castillo, let me, he's going to throw sliders down and into left-handers with consistency. I, I I I wait for that day with bated breath. It will happen, and the escalation of the list will come. Graham Ashcraft against Atlanta. I had my worries about this. He went six innings, two hundred runs, seven strikeouts. It was nine base runners, six hits, three walks. So a bad whip. Dusty donut here. No, no win here. But I do wonder if there is something here. Eleven whiffs. The slider is a different one. It's a little bit harder at 90 miles per hour. Um, he's not missing a ton of bats. You normally would see like a cutter slider. Like you would think there would be more whiffs involved and there really aren't. The sinker isn't being utilized as it should um, quite yet either. There's still more polish left to have here. He gets the Phillies and then at Pittsburgh next. I, I'm And he's hosting the Phils. So I don't know. It's still like, all right, I, I'm, I'm in. You know, I, I think it's worth the spec add in a 12-team. He should be rostered because it could really be an escalation, but it's not a great situation in situation. Excuse me, in uh, Cincinnati. You don't want to pitch for Cincinnati. Not a good win chance. Not a good pitcher's park. So I'm back and forth here, but uh, hopefully this works out for Graham Ashcraft and he really puts it all together. Sad news for Colorado Rockies fans. Herman Marquez did really well. Got the win. Five innings, two and runs, three hits, zero walks, four Ks. But he left the game with forearm tightness. And it feels like you leave a game with forearm tightness. That is not something that just goes away. Uh, I feel bad for him, honestly. I mean, he signed this team-friendly contract with the Rockies. And he's a really good pitcher who just pitches for the Rockies. And it's just not the situation you want. I feel like he was on any good organization, uh, any... As a part of any organization that is, you know, pitching analytics and a winning ball club, like he would be, everyone would be so happy with Herman Marquez, but yeah, he's just been kind of tucked away for a bit. So I hope he, hope he's okay and I hope he is doing all right. Um, JP Sears against the Baltimore came through for those that wanted to go with him. I'm sure it was a, it was three runs in five innings and he got the loss, but three hits, one walk, that's a sub one whip. Four strikeouts ain't so bad. The new slider is good. It's a good pitch. So maybe this works out long term for, for Sears, but the Mets and Rangers are next and you don't want to trust that one. But I have my eye on Sears here. I think that he could be someone of value if he has back-to-back good matchups in the future. Zach Greinke against the Rangers. Why are you rostering Zach Greinke? Five innings, three runs, six hits, one walk, three Ks. You got nothing here. Wade Miley against Arizona. Arizona's a good offense. And Miley didn't really come through. He doesn't get a good matchup until, I believe it's maybe the Tigers in like two weeks or so. Um, something like that. Wait until that. Uh, Logan Webb, very disappointing against the Dodgers. 
with four and runs, 117 whip, six innings, and six Ks. I think, honestly, the Giants as a team are going to allow more hits than you expect. We saw it last year with Alex Cobb and Alex Wood, and Logan Webb is destined to have that higher hit per nine as well. Thing is, those guys are ground ball pitchers, and Descofani isn't as much of a ground ball guy, and neither is Sean Benaya. I don't believe so. So I don't worry as much about them in this regard, but I do worry about Webb, Cobb, and Wood in this fashion. I still like them, though. I mean, Webb is, is good. The changeup is so elite. And he gets the Tigers next, so, you know. Um, Kenta Maeda against the White Sox. I watched this one live. I was, uh, was doing the list. He went six innings on 83 pitches, and I love that. I really do. The problem is they allowed a slider in the middle of the zone to Hunter Alberto. That was just like a meatball, and he crushed it for a three-run shot and then ruined the day. It also wasn't peak Maeda. Didn't get all the whiffs. Only five of them. Uh, splitter was a little bit better than the first start. He got outs with that pitch. The fastball was down to 90, just like right underneath 90 miles per hour, so about a tick down from what we saw the first game. I hope that comes back up to 91. I think Kentamayeda is still really good. And save for that one home run, like this was a productive start for you. So don't don't read too much into this one. I think Maeda just improves as the season goes on. Same kind of like Chris Sale and Reed Detmers. That's how I feel about those guys. Um, I still like Kentamayeda a lot, and you should be holding on to him. Patrick Corbin, we're not... No. Okay. Jose Suarez, I was hoping for something decent against the Nationals as a lefty debilitator, but no, he was terrible, and we do not do Jose Suarez whatsoever. Yu Darvish was very disappointing. He did have some ridiculous babbip of these infield hits along the third baseline, two in the same inning, which is an amazing call by Gary Cohn, by the way, if you haven't seen that clip. Um, but, yeah, Yu Darvish isn't dominating and doesn't have the command that we need to see right now. We want to see high four-seamers, really a big emphasis on sliders and then cutters, uh, doing well down in the zone and inside to lefties. He hasn't really gotten locked in yet. 6.1 innings, 5 and run, 6 that's 1 walk in 5 Ks yesterday against the Mets. So, he should be fine. He should be much better than this, but yeah, it's not quite there yet. Steven Matz went to Coors. I was hoping for good things, and no, it wasn't. But hey, he gets the Pirates next, so that's cool. Steven Matz there, I'm all for. Ruanzi Contreras against the Astros. You shouldn't be starting Ruanzi Contreras against the Astros. He didn't look good against the Red Sox, and the fastball's still bad. It's the Wascarino rule. He has a good slider and nothing else. You don't start the guy. Especially against the Astros. So, just wait out on Ron Contreras for a bit. And Sandy Alcantara. Yeah, hi. Yeah, I was going to get to this one. Um, This is rough. We normally see like one horrific start a year or two from Sandy Alcantara. It's more predictable than this though, right? This was against the Phillies. He went four, four innings of nine runs, ten hits, one walk, four Ks. It came in two innings. And they're all like singled out essentially. But... You know, he only earned five whiffs. I'm not going to say, like, oh, he's just unlucky here. No, only five whiffs from Sandy is an indication of the gap that he didn't have his best stuff yesterday at all. And last year we had more of a hint that, oh, hey, it's the Dodgers, or hey, it's Coors. This was at Philly without Hoskins and Harper, and I don't know. You should have done better, Sandy, and you just had a complete game shutout. But whatever, we just got to tough it, you know. I don't know, whatever phrase you want. We'll be fine. Just got to tough it out. Have a stiff upper lip. Okay. Looking forward to tomorrow's games and today's, of course, in reverse order. Uh, we're going to go Jacob DeGrom, Cole Otani, all of the aces. You know this. Uh, McClanahan, Javier Burns, Nola Luzardo, Pablo Lopez, Alec Manoa. Start them all, of course. Dustin May. Yeah, against the Giants. We're going to do that. Probable start tier. You might want Grayson Rodriguez in the top tier. I mean, he didn't have the best um, outing last time. 
Really bad first inning, got a better fastball, but the changeup and slider were not as good as I expected against the Rangers. Hopefully it's better. He gets Oakland in Baltimore. This should be great. He's got the home crowd cheering him on. Should be much better here. Um, Lance Lynn, I am starting against the Twins. It's a probable start. I understand if you don't want to, you're terrified of it after the blow up. I think we shouldn't be reading too much into a single game blow up that much, guys. Uh, especially when like the overall ability is there. Same way that we don't go crazy about one really good start. Same way we don't go really crazy about one really bad start. Okay? He did well against the Astros before that. Um, questionable start tier. Merrill Kelly against the Brewers. I think a lot of people are going to want to do this one. I could put him into the probable start tier. Um, I just feel like Merrill Kelly's ceiling isn't so high. And he still has this floor of like, hey, here's 4.1 innings of three-run ball. So, uh, that's all I'm saying there. Uh, Hayden Wesneski against Seattle. I'm probably going to go with that one. Really good breaking ball. Um, and he's going to be better than the first start. We have two guys uh, coming back from the IL today. Kyle Wright is going against the Reds, and I like that one more. He's in the questionable start tier because I feel like Atlanta has like ramped him up. He could have maybe started the season with a team, but instead they just decided to put him in the minors and rehab, and it's the Reds at home. This should be fine. Um, while Garrett Whitlock is in the do not start against the Reds, as I think they're going to be a little bit more careful with him, but I want both of my teams right now. And I feel like you just kind of move past this start for both, and then you feel good about them. Now, in the questionable starts tier, though, Chris Flexen is there. I know it sounds crazy. He just threw 90 pitches, and he gets the Cubs and Wrigley. I feel like he could go five, six innings and get you a win. So, Chris Flexen is here as a stream pick of the day. Josiah Gray is going against the Angels. That could work, too. I don't know how much I believe in Josiah Gray and what he's doing quite yet, and the Angels could just hit a home run on him and everything is bad. And then Kyle Muller against the Orioles. Um, maybe this does work. He is in Baltimore, which is a good park, but the lineup is good, so I don't know. But Kyle Muller, uh, he looked better in that second start than the first one, so hopefully that works out for him. But yeah, do not start here. We have Jordan Lyles against Texas. Don't really want to do that. I talked about Garrett Whitlock. Mitch Keller against Houston. No way. Hunter Gaddis, I don't really trust, but I see that there is a path that could work against the Yankees. Uh, David Peterson against the Padres, he's looked bad, and this is not good. Miles Michaelis goes into Coors, Alex Wood against the Dodgers, Ryan Weathers against the Mets. I mean, all this is bad. Kyle Freeland against the Cardinals, absolutely not. Matt Manning against the Jays, and Luis Sessa against the Atlanta Braves, no way. Tomorrow's, we have Spencer Strider, Zach Wheeler, Clayton Kershaw, Kevin Gosman, Brandon Woodruff, so obviously auto starts. Logan Gilbert and Eovaldi are a tier underneath them, but they're still auto starts against the Cubs and Royals, respectively. You're obviously going to start those guys. In the probable start tier, though, Hunter Green goes against Atlanta. That's a little bit riskier. I think he still do it, but then hopefully he is his best self. Sonny Gray just dominated, but we don't expect that to repeat exactly the same way, but he gets the White Sox, so you're going to do that. Chris Sale, I have faith in getting better with every start, as I mentioned before. He gets the raise, and some people might say, hey, I don't really want to do that. That's fine. That's why it's probable start instead of auto start. I'm going to do it. Jose Urquidy against the Pirates seems like it should be good, but you never really know with Jose Urquidy. Same with Marco Stroman against the Mariners, but we're going to likely do those, and this is why Chris Sale is above them, because I feel like he's just going to get better, and it's just more of a ceiling overall. Lucas Giolito and Blake Snell both have, uh, both are coming up from terrible starts. And they're not the easiest lineups that they're facing. Giolito's against the Twins and Snell is against the Mets. But I'm going to do it anyway because I feel like they should be better than they have been. And Blake Snell's going to throw breaking balls for strikes, right? And Giolito is, was throwing 93 last time. These I'm going to be starting. Questionable start here. Stream pick of the day is Dean Kramer against Oakland. It's in Baltimore. Um, you love that, and it's a winning ball club, and 
Hayes are terrible, and Kramer is good enough. Mackenzie Gore is also an interesting option. He's actually rostered at 26% of leagues as opposed to sub-20%. He goes into Los Angeles against the Angels. I think the Angels can mess him up a little bit, and I'm not totally sold that Mackenzie Gore is fixed, but he's an intriguing ad, and you might want to make that today. I actually tried to make it in the Legacy League, and I got uh, outwavered at $0, and I'm really kind of upset about it. Um, but he's an interesting spec ad to make, so consider that. Uh, Zach Eflin's going against Boston. I feel like he doesn't do enough for me to get really excited about that one, and Boston's kind of good. So I'm a little contentious with that one. Uh, Dre Jameson is making his season debut in the rotation. Uh, that is nice. He was in relief before. So that means that the pitch count probably at 75 to 80 as opposed to 90 or so. Could even be like 70. So that's why he isn't higher up here against the Brewers. Alex Cobb gets the Dodgers and that's kind of, uh, but it is Alex Cobb and he's got this new slider. Maybe that does work out. And Tyler McGill, he did look all right against the Marlins and this could work out against the Padres, but probably not. Um, in the do not start tier, you have Edward Cabrera who can't find the zone against the Phillies. Clark Schmidt, I just don't feel like he is showcasing enough of a ceiling right now to start him against the Guardians. Brad Keller was really good in that last start, but it's the Rangers, and I don't really want to risk that right now. We'll see what happens. Uh, Griffin Canning against the Nationals. It's against the Nationals, and Canning had 10 strikeouts in his single-A start, but it was single-A. Yeah, it's just too risky. Just wait and see here. Eduardo Rodriguez against the Jays. No, thank you. Same with Rich Hill against the Astros. It's just two tough matchups there. Uh, Waldachuk has not looked good uh, as he goes against Baltimore. Connor Pilkington is the one replacing Aaron Savali right now. He goes against the Yankees. I just don't want to do that. And then you have Jack Flaherty in his 13 walks and two starts inside of Coors opposite Jose Reina, who has to deal with the Cardinals. Absolutely not. But all right, that is it for today. Um, if you stuck around and listened to this entire podcast, I'm going to give you a massive discount code. Uh, I put it inside of the list yesterday. It is today's the day, all caps, today, and then S, and then the day, all one word. You get $60 off as 25% off PL Pro yearly. This is the largest discount we've ever given for PL Pro. So if you're on the fence about it, consider getting it and supporting the site. And thank you all so much for listening. That is it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babas be low and your strikeouts high.